Hi there and welcome to The Brave, a podcast all about resilience and dealing with the challenges and complexity of life in the 21st century. I'm your host Beth and Vincent and in each episode we explore a different aspect of resilience and how people, places and systems can be more adaptable and robust in this age of uncertainty and constant change. This week, we're looking at a personal topic that is personally very interesting to me, and that's personal branding. And it fits into the resilience theme because I think careers are no longer linear. I actually listened to the Squiggly Careers podcast, which is a great podcast, by the way, if you're interested in the world of changing careers and the fact we're not all going to be in the same company, the same job for 30 years and then retire. And building your own personal brand, I think, is really important to help your career thrive, help it survive, and just ensure that you've always got a fallback position, you've always got some ground, some narrative that you own. And in this episode, we're going to talk about what is a personal brand in the first place, why you might need a personal brand. And I actually got a really interesting question from someone off Twitter because I tweeted about this episode and that we were recording it. And someone said that, why should you bother building a personal brand if you're already very high flying in your career and you're doing that without needing to have a personal website or be on Twitter or be on Facebook or anything like that? And then we'll look at some of the building blocks of a personal brand. So what can you actually do and what is the process for developing a personal brand and getting it out there and making more people aware of it. I'd like to say off the bat that this is drawing from um, a number of different sources this episode and it's drawing from my personal experience of building a personal brand, what that's meant for my career and some of the opportunities it's unlocked which there have been many actually but also I just want to say that marketing is actually my day job. I'm the marketing director at a company called NetSales here in York. We're a tech company and I do branding, defining company brands, narratives, personas day in day out. It's kind of my bread and butter so that's why I feel very qualified or pretty qualified anyway. (laughs) Oh that's the uh, old uh, imposter syndrome creeping in there Um, but I do feel qualified to talk on this subject and hopefully give you some useful hints and tips. So we're going to start off with what is a personal brand and I'm actually going to borrow someone else's insight here. There's an amazing marketer in York, also in York, called Anne Gunnell, who is the marketing director at Ideas Group and she said it was the thing that made personal branding click into place for me and she said that your personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room and I just think that's an incredibly powerful thing to think about and it's something I've taken forward and tried to um, craft in my own personal brand what I want people to say when I'm not there and really it is about owning your own narrative essentially owning your own story owning your own positioning and I was having a good chat with a friend actually the other day at lunch and we were talking about positioning and he's a freelancer and a consultant and he was talking about you know how how do I position myself as a freelancer in multiple spaces you know I do web development I do marketing and how do I kind of develop a narrative that sits out when everyone else is also a web developer and a marketeer and I guess your personal brand is about building a brand so it's about building that positioning and saying yes I am a web developer and a marketer but it's also about what uniquely makes you you and it's those kind of intangible aspects that any brand has a lot of intangible assets a lot of intangible value essentially and it's about distilling that down into kind of your key narrative so for me 
uh, this this podcast is one of my personal branding channels you could say it's a mechanism through which people get to hear about me and my personal brand but what I hope comes across the kind of message I want the brave to convey is that I am someone who's very curious about the world we live in and about how to make things more adaptable more robust and that's part of my overall brand of being a I guess a marketeer who's interested in making brands and companies more adaptable and robust in a really dynamically changing marketplace. So hopefully that clears up a little bit about what a personal brand is. And I guess the second question is why have one, why bother? And I think this goes back to ideas of adaptability and robustness. So throughout my career I've had numerous kind of curveballs and changes thrown my way throughout from um, leaving companies to running my own business, having my own kind of freelance persona marketing consultancy and throughout I've always had I guess a very identifiable thing that makes me me. People know about me. It's oh, this sounds really arrogant to say, but in certain circles, especially here in York, people know me. Oh, oh that's so cringy, but they know me, what I stand for, what I do, and what that has meant. The more people that know me and what I stand for, the more opportunities have come my way. Because often what happens, you'll be in discussion with someone, you'll say, oh, I'm looking for someone who can do X. I'm working on a project and I need a copywriter. And the other person will say, oh, yeah, I know a great person. They're so-and-so. They're also in York and they specialise in this, for example. And you want to be that person who gets, I guess, name dropped by other people just because it means you, you are obviously in people's heads and they know kind of who you are, what you do and what you stand for. I think also going back to the idea of owning your own narrative, I think that again is a really great way of having a personal brand and it's a narrative that you can evolve as well as your career, your life evolves. So my personal brand, there are some bits that are kind of, they've been consistent throughout the last, I guess, 10 years that I've been building Beth and Vincent as a brand again oh cringeworthy but it needs to be done um you know and I I hope that it's the fact that I'm someone who's very honest very open I try and be I want to be trustworthy I believe I am trustworthy and I, I hope that I give people real useful advice and that's something you know whether you were talking to Beth and Vincent 10 years ago when I was starting out as a blogger that's kind of where I started out in the world of marketing those values would have would have been there at that time but what I've done is I've taken them and I've evolved them and made them adapt to the career position that I'm in now which is a lot more kind of senior a lot more experienced but those underlying baseline things are the same because when when you think about company brands um, to use an example kind of Coca-Cola there are some things that are very enduring they've been enduring throughout the I think it's 60 years Coca-Cola has been a brand Um, and this idea of flavour taste you can see throughout their their narrative as it's evolved over the last 60 years but they've also been able to bring out new products and reposition themselves into new markets and have that flexibility and adaptability so I don't want people listening to think that you know they've got to decide on a personal brand it's got to be set in stone and it will never change and it will never evolve even as they evolve that you absolutely can evolve it and it should be evolving as you grow as you develop new skills and move into areas as as you have this squiggly career as mentioned before which might go in multiple different directions you need that kind of um room for maneuver i guess so 
really the question about you know if if I've got an established career presence already and I've got so far without needing a personal brand why do I need to invest in one what's the point well I would counter that with if if you've got that far you probably actually do have a personal brand it's just not necessarily expressed in certain channels and we'll come on to kind of personal branding channels in a minute but you do have a personal brand you've you've just never kind of clearly articulated in one place or a set of places I think people don't get far in life and in their careers unless they do have um, kind of clearly communicated value to their community and their employer Secondly, I would say think about all the opportunities you're missing out on by not having a clear personal brand, um, by not having it well articulated in centralised places in certain channels. So you may have got that far, but you could get even further by solidifying things and actually developing your own brand narrative and really concentrating on that. So to go on to like actually how how do we do this personal branding thing? What is the process? And I've said it's evolving. I've said it will change over time. But really, I think for me, the place to start is to think about your values. You know, as I said, honesty and trustworthiness is something that's really important to me. I think freedom of ideas is another value of Bethan, which is really important to me. And you almost need to sit down with yourself and, and have a bit of a kind of introspective think about what do I stand for? What do I want the world to know about me? What 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 resonates with the world as well about me? So you can, and I literally did this on Twitter and Instagram. I just put out, you know, if you had three words to describe me, what would they be? And hopefully the majority of what you get back in will not be a surprise. It will be things that you already think you stand for, you already do. But that's a good way of kind of sense checking. I guess in marketing terms, it would be um, a bit of kind of market testing, market positioning testing, seeing where you already stand. Now, if you get some results back that maybe you you don't think you stand for them or they're not quite aligned with how you want to portray yourself remember we're going back to this is what people say about me when I'm not in the room then you need to think about okay what do I want to replace them with and when once you've kind of done that exercise it's really about you can develop things like an elevator pitch you can develop your um, mission and vision statements if that's the way you want to go but I think for most people I don't have a full mission and vision statement for Beth and Vincent I think even though I do that for brands for other companies and the company I work for I think that might be overkill just for me it might be worth doing if you want to do it but as long as I have my core set of values of what I stand for then I can think about okay what right what's the next step how do I communicate them and this is where you come on to I guess your marketing channels or your personal branding channels so my advice here would be um, obviously the word for digital is probably where you're mostly going to express a lot of this just because that seems to be where a lot of people live these days that's where a lot of discourse a lot of chatter happens Um, I think really if you want a personal brand my advice would be to have a website have a kind of central destination where people if they google your name they'll find that and you know you might need to buy your name as a domain name I was quite lucky mine was available if yours isn't you might have to get a bit of creative get a little bit creative about that but hopefully you can get something that's easily identifiable as you if you're not you know a web developer or anything like that just use Wix Squarespace just to get a simple site going and just populate it with your story even if you have a single page on there just have an about me and talk about what you do what you stand for and maybe how you want to help other people because I think that's a really big part of my personal brand and I think a lot of the people I know who have personal brands they talk about what they want to give back to the world 
and how they want to kind of impact the wider world. And that really resonates with people who are reading about you because they think, oh, okay, this person wants to help me do this. That's amazing. So once you've kind of set up that website, you don't have to do this. I just personally think it's a really cool thing to do. And it's honestly the amount of opportunities that have come my way because I've got a personal site, because it lists about me. It, it also lists about my work, so what I specialise in. And it lists, um, I do a lot of public speaking. So a lot of my public speaking engagements and past engagements are on there as well. And it should, when you go on it, give you a really clear idea of who I am, what I stand for and what I do. So once you've kind of got that personal website asset set up and hopefully populated with great content, you can then think about, okay, how do I get myself out to the world? And there are a number of ways of doing this, and I'm not going to go into them all. I'm just going to go into the ones that have worked for me. So firstly, um, I, I got a lot of traction early on by being very vocal, I guess, on things like Twitter. Um, and sharing kind of thoughts about my industry, thoughts about what's going on more widely in the world. I would argue, unless you are in the political sphere, maybe stay out of politics just for your own mental health, if nothing else. Um, And I try and get into conversation with people. And I'm not trying to sell to these people. I think, again, that's a bit of a misconception about personal branding, that's about kind of selling yourself in this really icky way. I'm not trying to sell to people. I'm just trying to be out there and be visible and help people and be part of a wider community. So Twitter is a great place. Um, You've also obviously got Instagram, you've got Facebook, you've got all of these uh, online channels. LinkedIn as well. LinkedIn actually in the last year has really kind of taken off for me. Um, I've got some great opportunities both for myself and for work through it. So I think that's at the moment a pretty good channel to be on. It's still a bit annoying, but you know, you can't have it all. Microsoft sort it out. Um, (laughs) So my only advice for the online stuff is don't spread yourself too thinly concentrate maybe on one or two platforms so I I mean I try and do everything and anything which I don't take my own advice but that's a wider problem in my own life (laughs) Um, but you know if I was going to pick I'd probably do Instagram and LinkedIn and then have my own personal site and just a note to say on my personal site I also write a blog and that's a really great way again of kind of getting your content out there demonstrating your value to other people and giving back you know I share a lot of my um the the thought process behind my work which is hopefully useful to other people or at least they can kind of build on that and maybe take out the bits that work for them and that's been a really great way of meeting new people as well and kind of sharing knowledge and sharing expertise I think alongside the online it's important not to forget about the offline and networking and going to events that's been a really big part of my career and something I would attribute a lot of my career success to just getting out there and literally meeting people again you don't have to be salesy you don't have to be kind of cringeworthy about it I literally just go along to stuff that I'm interested in and just try and meet new people and hear about them and their work again if you're not good at networking or you kind of hate the cringy idea of you're selling yourself just show up and just get in a conversation and if you do it with no expectations of outcome and you're there to be yourself and to be kind of you know engaged in everything I think that's just a great way to enter into any kind of networking or uh, you know business kind of semi-professional but also a bit kind of relationship building context
Also, what I would say, again, another thing kind of from my personal experience that's really worked for my career is sharing knowledge through public speaking. It might not be everyone's cup of tea, which I really understand. It really wasn't mine at the beginning. Um, but what I did was I started out very much speaking at small level events and I've done a whole episode of The Brave on this and my kind of journey of uh, public speaking. So I won't go into it too much. But again, that's just another way of... Um, just getting yourself out there, getting that brand awareness, that kind of top of the funnel, more people know your name, have heard of it, kind of the better. Um, And I really enjoy it as well. And I've made some amazing connections through it now, um, through building up over a number of years. And I guess that's the kind of final thing I would say on building your personal brand and the steps you need to take. You know, you need to have positioning, you need to know what you stand for, you need to have channels to be able to reach people and express this positioning and what you stand for, don't spread yourself too thin, you need to also be doing it online and offline, but really at the heart of it, it will be a long process, this isn't going to be an overnight thing, as I said in the beginning, I've been building my personal brand, I'm using air quotes, but personal brands are a thing, I shouldn't be so disparaging, (laughs) I've been building my personal brand for 10 years and I still feel I'm such a minnow in the wider scheme of my industry, the world, and I still feel like I've got a long way to go in terms of building it more and more. But it's been a slow burn. I think it's kind of better sometimes to do it that way because you can change a bit more easily. You can change your positioning over time. You're not you're not seen so spammy, I guess. And that's another thing. A question I got asked by listeners was, okay, you know, I appreciate I need to have a personal brand. It's good for my career and being kind of resilient in a career sense in the 21st century and everyone else seems to be doing it. But I cringe at self-promotion. I was having a great discussion at work um, with someone about being kind of uncomfortable with promoting yourself and your own good work. And it's something I've had to get to grips with, but it's really baby steps. Um, If you're really that worried, I I would just keep a kind of a bit of a a log of your ratio of self-promotory stuff. So the old 80-20% Pareto principle rule Make sure 80% of your content is just generally interesting, not necessarily about you, not salesy, but occasionally slip in there a little bit of kind of self-praise, a little bit of kind of, oh, I did this amazing thing and it was really good, or, you know, this is something I've written and I think it's really interesting. Don't be afraid of doing that. If you do it in a genuine way and you don't overload people, people really don't mind. They're, if they're following you, if, if they're clicking through on your content, they're interested in you already. Um, so really don't be afraid of that if you're really really concerned just get a friend to sense check it that's what I've done in the past I've gone like is this too big too big headed of me and they've gone "Mm, take out that word and you're fine you know and that gives you a bit more confidence to go on but really I think underlying a lot of personal branding decisions and the way you articulate it and how you do it is about confidence and this is I guess related to the wider theme of self-care and giving yourself kind of appreciation and being resilient from a mental health point of view you do deserve to have a personal brand everyone does and you do have things to talk about that are interesting you're a human being (laughs) at the end of the day all of us are interesting in our own weirdly unique ways and it's there's nothing wrong with wanting to put yourself out there and put your work out there it's a completely natural human being we want to connect with other people that's why you know we do all of this social stuff with social animals so don't be afraid 
So those are my, I guess, top tips on personal branding, how I've articulated and developed my personal brand over the years, some of the things that have worked for me, some of the things that haven't, like spreading myself too thin. I'm going to make a note to go and do something about that after this episode. But I really hope you enjoyed The Brave. We're online because uh, this is part of my personal brand, so I have various channels. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Brave Listen. You can also find all of our back catalogue of episodes on your podcast provider of choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and we're also online at bethandvincent.com. And then finally, I would be really grateful if you could like and potentially review the podcast if you enjoyed it. It just means I get some feedback, you know, it's that old... uh, dopamine hit that I get from reading you know that you're enjoying things and it's good and you're listening to it but also if you've got any constructive criticism absolutely don't mind that either hopefully someone said I needed a pop shield and I have implemented that so this episode should be a bit less poppy hopefully and finally I think we'll just leave things there and I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode and thank you so so much for listening again